Welcome to I Do, I Did, I'm Done, the podcast about life's challenges and how to handle them. I'm Randy Fincher. I'm a wife, mama, and a wedding planner. I'm Henry Fincher, and I'm a trial lawyer. We're We're married. married. Today's episode is episode seven, where we are going to talk about the number one question that I get asked when it comes to being married to you is age difference. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Either I don't get asked that a lot or I'm so old I've forgotten it. So it's one or the other. That's all right. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, a lot of people ask me, especially my sorority sisters, whenever we got married, they were like, oh my gosh, he's like 23 years older than you. Does that bother you? And I jokingly said, oh, you always knew my mom always said the rather be an old man's darling than a little boy's slave, (laughs) you know, but then I had my really good friend. She was like, no, seriously, does it does that bother you? You know, what is how how's your life going to look? And this is what I tell my friends. I always say, close your eyes. and They're like, "Okay." I close their (laughs) eyes when we have coffee. And I'm like, now think about your husband, everything that you hate about him. (laughs) Think of all the quirks you have, like he constantly plays video games, he's at work killing himself, he has his nagging mom who just feels like she needs to live at your house because you have the cutest grandbabies or the first grandbaby. And then I said, but then go on to that and then think about, okay, I don't want someone my age. Think about just 10 years older. Think about a man in their 40s who has to go to Planet Fitness every single day, who relives his life through his son because he was the star athlete back in the day. And he's just pumping that, pumping that iron and just listening to his workout podcast and just trying to feel so good about himself, but is so miserable inside and is getting the dad bod because his body's changing and he's miserable. And then he's having a midlife crisis. And then I said, then think about someone like Henry. He's hit through every milestone that I have missed. And I always say, I am your midlife crisis. <laughs> so, you know, it just works. You know what you want. You've lived, you've traveled the world, you've been married, you've been divorced, and you've been shit on, and you yeah. are well established. And you can say no, not only to certain things, but to me as well. And my mom always said, you want to always marry the first man who can tell you no. And I didn't do well the first time, but the second time I hit the nail on the head because I'm a lot. And it's, it's so refreshing because I feel like I've lived through so much horrible things the past 11 years of my life, but the best decision that I've made has been you. Oh, thank you, baby. I know. Look at me. I'm just so (laughs) kind. Well, and, and I get, on, from the people my age, um, two two di- very different reactions generally depending on gender. Now, some people are, and actually most people are are fundamentally kind. They're sweet. They're you know they're not jerks about the the thing. But the the folks that kind of give uh, a side glance, the 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 guys my age are kind of almost like, hey, you know, they're nodding and laughing and almost elbowing me. And the the women tend to be almost scowling about it. And they say, she's the age of his daughter. Well, you're not the age of my daughter. You're, you're 10 years older than my daughter. But, but they say that like there's some weird 
pedophilic uh, thing in this. No, man, it's it's just you're younger and I'm I'm attracted to you and you're attracted to me. And I'm just eight years older than Catherine, things. not ten. Well, that makes me feel old. Okay, but, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's closer to ten than it is zero, <laughs> it right? Is. You're so, right. and and the point's different. It's not about us. It's about them. Um, some of the people, the the guys that are giving the leering, lecherous things are like, you know, thinking this is probably the same things that I thought that kind of attracted me to you. <laughs> Which are? Well, you're beautiful and, and I'm sexually attracted to you and I want some of that. And so oh. that, that, uh, but, <laughs> I, but for them, that's as <laughs> far as it are. goes. And the, and the older women, uh, I say older women, they're probably 10 years, they can be 10 years younger than me and they have this reaction. It's a, it's a reaction based on their own experience and where they are in their life. And Miserable. It's, well, maybe. I mean, maybe they feel like by picking someone younger, it's a rejection of, of them somehow when they don't even factor well, into what? the equation. Part of know? it is. Uh, what are you talking about? No, I'm just saying a rejection because they're not with you. Well, well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, bye, <laughs> see you, Felicia. Well, they don't fact, they don't factor in the equation of what we feel together. Of course not. And so it's uh, you know their their reactions are much more about what's going on with them because it is to me the age difference is a is a real benefit for several reasons. One. You bring an energy and a vibrance to my life that that even that that I didn't have, and you you enhance my life in a way that that no one ever has, and that's that's why I my I Leo went heart far. loves you right now. Well, Just all these words of affirmation. Well, and and it, even more, they're true. They oh, are. I know. I love you. They. I love you too. They. It was much deeper than the the physical attraction that that the leering guys are thinking about, and that on a flip side, some of the scowling women are angry about for some reason uh, because they take that as some personal rejection of of them, which it has zero to do with either of their reactions. And so, you know, and people say, "Well, what about this? And what about that? Where's life going?" Well, I'll tell you right now, none of us know where life going, where life is going. That's so true, right? It, it's you know, you can have fond hopes and dreams and just see them crashing down. That's not only what happened to me in my life, but I see it all the time in the in my law practice, where people, uh, you know, they're they're in not just for divorce, but also for business ventures that went bad, for an estate, their family, somebody has died. Sometimes it's unexpected. Sometimes it's taken turns that they never thought that it would, and life throws us curveballs. So. If you're not enjoying the moment, or at least you might be enduring something because you need to, but if you're not enjoying where you are and don't see it leading to a good place, well, that's where the I'm done of this podcast comes in because it's it may be time to make a change. Now, just because you're dealt a tough hand doesn't mean you quit. We've been already dealt. Oh Lord, tough our first hands. year of marriage, we've been through so much. We've been through miscarriage, and then we went through Maggie, and then we went through just odd and end things. And it's it, like you said, life's a roller coaster. You just don't know what you're going to get. Right, but from my standpoint, you know, I have a young, beautiful wife. You bring this energy into the house. I do find. There's a lot of like funny things, like references that to 
to my generation. I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. I was born uh, on the on the early end of it in 69. Summer of Love, by the way, for those of you who need to Google it to find out when 1969 was. Um, uh. But there's a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> I try, try to keep that going on. But, you know, it, it, there's references to all sorts of pop culture things that people my age immediately get, laugh, and go at that you're looking at me like, well, I'll make another one. This is from my mom's generation, the RCA Victor dog, who's sitting there with his like a dog that's hearing a funny noise, turning his head, trying to figure out what, what what's going on. I know, in the 40s and 50s. Like I said, this was my mom's generation. In the 40s and 50s, the RCA Victor dog is listening in a gramophone to the speaker, and he can't figure out what it is. He's got his head turned aside. You know, when a dog hears a yeah. high-pitched noise, they yeah. turn their head and go, hmm? Okay. He's doing that. Okay. So there you go. There's an example. Of course, you know, you're not married to somebody that was running around in the 40s and Thank 50s. God. But, I mean, if, if so, you look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this whole vampire thing I've been meaning to oh, tell okay, you about. Great. I got, yeah, I got bit. That'd be know. fun. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I don't sparkle when I go outside no. so, or, or Just inside. Just get red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's my neck. So, but no, I find it's, uh, you know, there's, there, there are differences, but other than your wretched musical tastes for the music of your generation. You leave that alone. Oh my God. Other than that, I don't, I mean, I don't have a complaint about it. It's, uh, and just I'm a jukebox now. I can sort of go through every genre of music. Well, and God bless your parents for teaching you good musicals, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, eclecticism. Uh, you like all kinds of different things. Yeah, of course I do. And and that's that's wonderful. But when you start playing that stuff that was popular when you were growing up, I go nuts. It's, well, pretty. Uh, don't be hating on Pretty Ricky, okay? Oh God. <laughs> I love me some Pretty Ricky. Well, it's that other stuff. I don't even know who they are, but it's just um, I don't know. I am showing my age. Listen to that. I never. You know, hip hop. Some hip hop is is true art, right? And some hip hop is just ridiculous. Well, and a lot don't of the, be hating on my Beyonce you know, and Megan the Stallion. Megan you know? the Stallion is not art, right? Really? Oh, I, I mean, love it. Well, she's she's in her own way. You know, well, you don't love it, but yeah, it's all right. You like somebody spray painting a, a garage door is art. Sure, that's art, but it's not going to hang in a museum someday and so but it hangs in my ears and so Uh, anyway uh, you know yeah it's uh it's so anyway so but like it's funny because our girls will go "Uh, uh." (laughs) they do you know but hey it's a marriage it's about trade-offs and you know you you've you've got things you like but i'm sure there's things that drive you nuts that i like and do and they're like oh god but he's playing honestly, frank sinatra like, and again I, and or, i think no whatever. i love frank sinatra because so, i'm eclectic remember yeah. but well, right. what what i love most of all like when i tell my friends is i've had some friends go through a divorce and they're like you know randy we're not we're in a rough patch and we're going through a divorce and we are having like we have a baby we have a mortgage we have all this school debt and i'm telling you when we when jonathan and i my ex-husband when we bought our house our house was on East Hudgens near Capshaw School. It was 150. I think we paid $150,000 for it and we sold it for in the threes. Um, I can't really remember because that's when, you know, he decided to have another life. But anyways, but then now you look at expenses and how much things cost 
homes now in Cookfield that used to be, you know, 150, 250, they're like 469, 489. And then you think about being 30 and marrying someone your age and you going through all this hardship and all this stuff and all this life and how it can change a person. I have a really good girlfriend and she just said, you know, my husband, he just ended up going crazy. And and there the age difference is like five or six years. And she says, I just didn't know who he was anymore. But she says, I feel like all of this life contributed to it. But he wasn't taught that she and I both believe that love is a choice and you have to choose each other every single day. You can never, you don't always have to love, you know, love your spouse, you know, like sometimes there's things that you just hate, but you always need to be dedicated to them. And I think that's just a big thing that I've learned with you. Yeah, there's a few things that I just don't love or, you know, like... (laughs) Like sometimes you just feel like you need to have, well, let me back backtrack. I now know how to respect the thing that I don't love, but I realized it was something internally that I was struggling with. So I'll, I'll say that to be fair is how you enjoy being alone. Oh God. Yes. And, <laughs> and for me, for me, yeah, you took I, it personal. I, I did, and then like, now no, I realize that, you. like, yeah. how much ple- how mo- much more pleasant you are. Like the other day, you were like, "I'm going to the other side of the house. Don't call <laughs> me. Don't bother me. Don't yell for me. So till the children, for twenty minutes. Till the I'll children, I left." <laughs> And you were over there, and I set a timer for 40 minutes because I thought, I'll give him an extra 20. And you come over there, and you're just sitting there reading. And I'm like, hey, honey, I was just checking on you. It's been 40 minutes. And you said, has it been that long? Wow, you gave me extra 20 minutes. Thank you so much. Not that you're on a timer, but it was just, but you were. But it was was nice to see you rejuvenated and not nicer, but... That's the thing that I that I've learned to respect is that you know there's some there's some things like yeah like I mean what I do I do I like to be alone no I don't like to be alone How, do I enjoy being alone now that I have more children the answer is yes my alone time is an uninterrupted shower that it's what these millennials call the everything shower and it's what I call got words for everything the shit shower and shave. Because I just need to, you know, do my business and, and, you know, and just like shave my legs, wash my hair, put on lotion, not hear anyone screaming at me or needing to yell at me. That's my uninterrupted time. But. It's just so nice to be able. See, you like a long time too. Yeah, that is so, my long time. Why is it so weird that I, you know? It's not I, weird, but it's yeah. just like it's just something I'm not used to. Yeah, and it's so nice to be married to you because like you've lived all the crazy things you've done all the all the cool stuff and then here I come in and I'm like hey I want to have a baby and I want to get married and I enjoy long walks around Dogwood Park and going to bed at eight o'clock how does that sound (laughs) and you're like sure sounds great sit right here baby yeah it's uh no it is nice and it's people change and I have I have noticed some things about changes that my friends and I and my my generational peers, if you will, whether they were friends or not, went through 
men and women. In your in your twenties, you're you're looking, you're on the move, you're you're looking to where you fit in. You you've got a lot of things going on. The thirties come, you get a little more perspective, but you're still moving, going. Your kids are probably still young ish. They they haven't gotten there when and so the men and I'm using gender roles here just because this is my observation, right? Obviously it can apply to anybody. But the 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 men of the that I saw in my generation when they turned thirty, they shifted more seriously to a career focus. I mean like digging in deep and going with it. Women too, obviously. The the career oriented women went to it. But most of the women I saw were trying to balance a career and balance a family. Which That's is very hard. It's very hard. But particularly when both are pulling you in different directions to give all your time to them. And the the only answer is to try to invent more time, which is not it's not possible. Or say no, which I've been or doing say here no, lately. And it's but been but great. it's tough. Do you say no to your career or your child? That's not a good choice, no. right? And so so that that's the choice that and, and and I saw some men with that thing, but the folks that I saw more, it was the women facing that particular choice in their thirties. As you get to their forties, people would would tire. They would they would get exhausted with fighting those struggles either they're digging into their business and it's it's become all consuming or the career is pulling one way and the kids are pulling another not to mention the kids are getting older now i'm here to tell you raising preteens and teenagers is hard and f- f- the 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 words of affirmation are not forthcoming from those little sweeties as they turn into this stuff parents become the dumbest people on earth we've got no idea of anything we don't understand anything it's very uh, rude. They're just they're just rude little people that take all your money and live in your house and, and walk around with a black cloud a lot of the time. Now I'm exaggerating, obviously. Te- te- teenagers can bring joy too, but anybody that's raised them will tell you they're a challenge. And as you go into that, you hear people talk about midlife crisis, and you have all this. Look, it's yeah. When when people hit forty, I know I know when I when I turned forty, I felt. If you you feel the the cold hand of death coming, and then, but then an, an older friend of mine said, "Shut up!" Said you are an old young man. In all your forties, you'll be an old young man. He said, "No, Hank, when you hit fifty, then you're gonna be a young old man." And he laughed because he's was sixty something at the time. He's up in his seventies now, and he tells me I got more coming to me. So that's uh, Jim Hall, the mentor of mine from who was chief of staff for McWhorter and my. One of my first political bosses, great one. But anyway, he's he's uh, giving me great advice, and it's we're we're going to keep changing. The women who hit forty were tired of giving everything to other people, whether it was their I husband like or their career <laughs> or their well. And I'll talk about you in a second because you're an older soul because of everything you've been through. But they're and they and frankly, they're not. They love their kids. They're going to keep giving to their kids. But this constant sacrificing and giving and nothing for them is getting old and they decide they're going to live some for themselves. And that's a big change that seems to come around 40 for a lot of the women that I saw at that time. Sometimes it would manifest itself in a divorce. Sometimes they just, they found a new way of, of, of doing things. You know, I, I had a friend who, uh, she, she took up coaching 
in the school. She loved tennis, and she's married, and she made a change, and it was just something she wanted to do as her kids got older, and it was a great fit for their life, and she's still, from all I can see, very happily married and doing great things, and the kids are fine, but it's change happens. And so sometimes it can take very destructive behaviors if one person feels like they've left something out there or they're just not getting the the particular sort of love that they need. And it can take on destructive behaviors, substance abuse, sexual acting out, um, infidelity, all that stuff. They, 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 it's cliche to happen around that time because there's a lot of changes going on with people and you see it happen. And don't forget menopause. Menopause comes in the 40s and 50s, and then now the 50, Now I'm on the in right middle of my 50s, and it's it is a change. I see what my friend said. I'm not climbing mountains and running marathons like I was in my 40s, but I'm happy. I've got a young baby at home and a young stepdaughter at home, and and a beautiful bride. And we and again, you bring energy and life into the house that w- was lacking, and I, r- I love it. Now you though. It's not like being married to some stranger from another planet, which a lot of times I think a different generation can be to somebody. You're an old soul, and the, your parents raised you in a way that well, was my very, parents were older. very traditional. <laughs> yep, and They were was, older when they had me. Well, and I, we were friends with your yeah. folks before, at least in my, my first, my it, first go around. Isn't it funny to yeah. know that the playground that you built for your oldest child is the one that I played on, which is now the one our daughter swings on? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I just think well, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> the that, circle of life. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it uh, yeah, I try not to think about that, but it's uh, at the same time. I think it's funny. Hey, it is what it is, and it's, but you've got, you've got a foot in in my generation, and you understand some of the echoes of the preceding generations because you're very close to your grandparents, and and then uh, and then you're going to get Megan the Stallion. Well, eh, yeah, I, I endure that. That's one of the things that I endure. <laughs> Shakira, but, uh, Shakira. While, I had to leave the other night. I'm like, I've had enough of this. I'm like, when you gotta, give I'm, me some amaretto, yeah. you are destined to get a Shakira show, whether you want it or <laughs> the not. The show's nice. If I could put a ear earplugs in, it would it would It'd be, be like a rave yeah. with headphones. Well, <laughs> could be. But the I find that you. You've been through so much, and we've been through so much that it has that experience has put you closer to. I think it's a wonderful change that people go through in their forties because they start figuring out. I'm not living my life for other people entirely. I need to live it for myself some too. It doesn't mean you don't sacrifice for your kids and you don't take care of your duties to your family and your business and your clients, but you try harder to find a balance. That's that's really been good because for and me, good at that. well, thank you. But for me, like rebranding my business because I did the you know the hardcore wedding planning and and just I planned over getting ready to plan my two hundred and sixth wedding in June. Yeah. And when I sat and I've looked at my life and plus COVID, you know, COVID really killed the wedding industry. And looking at it and trying to figure out. Yes, I love my children and I want to have another baby and really would love to have two, but I don't know if the good Lord will allow my, my innards to be good that many times, you know, (laughs) but you know, like I sit and I look at my life and I I love you with every ounce of my being and, and I would take my earrings and whoop somebody's ass for you to heartbeat. But 
But I look and I see where I'm at, I'm at career wise. And I've been struggling the past year trying to figure out what I want to do. And, you know, how can I still serve my clients and still do what I love? But how can I transition it in a way that brings me joy and that makes me happy? And so starting this Randy Fincher coaching has been wonderful because I'm allowed to be able to still help brides and coach them through the wedding planning process. Because a lot of people here lately, they don't have the money that they once had because again they're my age they're trying to buy a house brides are now having babies before they get married and so just times have changed and so it's nice to be able to have that change and I guess be in my 40 era of where I'm still being able to make myself happy transition my business and still give my time to you and the girls but anybody that is out there listening I can tell you if you date an older man there's nothing like it they can carry on a conversation they don't want to sit and play video games constantly they know how to talk they can have a dinner without having their phone up their ass and it's or on the table or on the is, table yeah, I, and it's I don't care if where they put it and but. it's and they can <laughs> act, they the can, they make eye contact they open your car door my personal favorite which i've never experienced you're going to laugh is when you walk on the sidewalk, he walks the closest to the road and you're the farthest from the road. I've never had that in my entire life. And you you know how to order wine and how to pair it with food. I literally feel like every time I eat with you, we have a, I have a ratatouille moment because it's like, I'm, I'm the the fat mouse, the brother mouse who just sits and just, just eats and eats and eats. And you're the ratatouille guy where you're like, here, try this, but pair it with this and I'm just like oh my god and then like you get into the sexy stuff and there's so many things that I didn't know and now I'm just like well I, I really like this or oh I don't I don't like that at all well lord that goes that goes there or what does this do and I'm telling you I'm just I am all about it I'm telling you if I knew then what I know now. That's another good thing. I would have four or five different kids with four or five different people. I say that jokingly. Of course, I would not. That's just not what I would want to do. But they're more experienced and they're seasoned. And I have my Mr. Gray. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> that's a good note to go out on. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, savor life, y'all. That's We're only here for a while. So uh, every life has its season. Hey, so we've reached the end of another episode. Like I like to say, if you like it, hey, come to our website. Come to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like. Give us five stars, please. Leave a good review. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If you didn't like what you hear, man, I'm sorry. But please, don't tell nobody nothing.